Hey, this is uh, Amanda, you said? Yes, sir, may I ask who's calling? Yeah, this is Sterling over at the Flower Barn. Flower Barn, where are you located, sir? In Sterling City. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I had to give you all a call. Uh, do you know about Flight 93 out in Shanksville? Pennsylvania? What about it, sir? Uh, in 2001, are you familiar? Yeah, what about it, sir? Well, I just got off the phone with uh, some of the first responders that were there on the scene because uh, uh -huh. a friend of mine got me in touch with them because he said that their story differs from the mainstream narrative. Are you just wasting people's Saturday by calling them today? No, I, well, I did talk to those guys for about an hour and we're only going to use about 30 minutes of it. But I, I talked to them and they pretty much just gave me a rundown of their experience and, and they don't really necessarily buy uh, the story that they see on the news or in the history books. And the reason that I wanted to listen to them Sir, is because you're calling a dispatch center. I have to get off the phone and you've wasted my time. What, well, so, I mean, really, like, from, from day one there, from your perspective, you, one of you guys said that you were an EMT that actually responded to the site? Um, I was out the site a couple nights. Um, we were on the initial dispatch. Um, I finished up work at 8 o'clock in the morning, so I was actually off ship. Um, was hanging out at the station, like we always do, bullshitting in the morning. Uh, all hell started breaking loose in New York. We had it on TV. We were watching it. And then we were actually dispatched. Um, our fire department EMS was dispatched for a plane coming into the Cameron County Airport with a bomb on board. Um, so that's how the day started. The, then, so it started with a bomb on board an airplane? Yeah, that, that's how we, we got involved. Um, that's actually, you can pull up on YouTube, you can pull up the dispatch from Cameron County and listen to it. Um, we were dispatched for a airplane inbound to the Cameron County Airport with a possible terroristic device on board. Um, I think they said it was a 757. And then all hell started breaking loose. Um, we started responding on that. Then there were reports of the plane came down to Shanksville. We started sending the units out that way. Um, the Somerset County units were going on that. Um, and that's, I mean, that, that's how the day was started. Pretty out of the ordinary day for y'all, right? Y'all are a pretty rural area, right? That's not like a plane emergency isn't like, oh, that's on the bingo for this morning. I mean, we, we had a lot of, like, plane-type emergencies, but they're always small commuter jets and shit. Okay. Uh, we had quite a few of them come down over the years. Um, but this was a, for a 757 becoming in, especially after what we just saw on TV in New York. Um at first, we were kind of laughing about it. You know, we thought, you know, it's, it's Johnstown. What the hell's going to happen here? Why would they be coming here? Um, but then when reports of the plane down in Somerset, like, a lot of things changed. Um, nobody knew what to expect that day. Uh, we saw what happened in New York. We saw what happened with the Pentagon. We have a plane down in our area. There were reports of planes coming in from other areas. 
anything was possible at that point in time. Wild. So, it, the, who are the first people it, on site? Firefighters or EMTs or? I think fire department was first on site that day. Okay, and what, what what's kind of the 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 story from that perspective? Because I mean, the reason that we're chatting is because I I had always just heard like the news story. I saw the Flight ninety three movie, and I never really thought much about it. Uh, but then the the rumors were that y'all kind of had like oh, our perspective on it isn't exactly what it's going on in the news. So where does that differ from from what I see? Because you know that makes sense for me, right? Is you guys get a report something bad happening with a plane, a plane goes down, and then y'all respond. Where does the kind of narrative different from y'all based on you know that would be different than what like uh, just someone like me who just seen the movie gone like oh yep yeah, that's what went down. So it was a old strip mine, like there was one road into it that wasn't, it was accessible, but only for parts of it. There was a giant hole in the ground. There wasn't parts of a plane, like there wasn't wings or anything like that sitting there. It was just maybe pieces the size of your hand if you're lucky. And they were scattered for miles. And is that comparative, because you said you had other plane crashes out there. Typically, plane crashes, you see the plane, right? Like, there's just, like, plane done blown up, but this was just a hole? There's a little way with a plane crash, because I've been fascinated by plane crashes since I was a kid. I saw a movie about a plane crash in the Potomac when I was a kid, before I ever joined the fire department. Um, and I have studied plane crashes ever since I joined the fire department, EMS. There's always debris, and there's always a large debris filled. Um, with this, as Tyler said, I have pictures of we staged up at the crash site for a week. I was there two nights. Um, we did 12 hour shifts where we just, we had a camper that was set up. We provided EMS for the guys who were digging. Um, and basically all that was, we saying out like Maylock, Epto-Bismol, shit like that to them. Uh, talking to them and what we saw. But when I was up there, I, I took pictures of the crash site. There's a hole in the ground. There's no, there's no debris field. There's no pieces of the plane. You could not, if you walked up there and looked at it, you would not say an airplane came down here. And then there's nothing that shows an airplane. And you're um, saying that as a guy that was there? Yeah. Wild, right? But then on the news, what I'm seeing is that a plane went down Shanksville. So right out the gate, first people saying there, they're saying that's just a fucking hole. What explains that to you? What's kind of the first thought based on what you saw there? When you see that hole, do you think, you know, is it a missile? Did Cuba finally get us? So I, I've had this discussion with Daly over and over. Oh, sorry. Hey, QT. Uh, everyone up here calls me, uh, me, me by my middle name, Daly. So, okay, yeah, uh, I have that on my phone. I said it says go by Daly in your parentheses for John. Yeah. <laughs> You're good, boss. I just wanted to, I didn't want to cause confusion. Hell yeah. So, this, but this discussion I've had with Daly over and over, I firmly believe we shot that airplane down. Um, that night, there was a newscast from a local news station. There was one old guy that they spoke to that said he saw another airplane in the area at the exact same time. You can't find that news footage anymore. Um, it's disappeared. Wow. Do you, is that someone that you know or that people in the area know or that you've heard other people say, like, oh, yeah, we saw a second plane as well? Or is that one isolated dude, the thing that they wipe in? I actually saw the newscast when it happened. Um, but one of the other guys we work with, Chris, 
knows the guy, knows the farmer. Because um, we were talking about this a week or so ago, and Chris brought up he actually knows the guy who said that. Um, yeah. So, so does a does a plane shoot another plane down? I mean, I'm, I'm actually asking. I have no idea. Wouldn't that lead to debris as well, though? Like, because if there's no debris from a plane and it's just a hole, and then another plane shot that plane down, is there like a... I don't know. Are, do, <laughs> this is going to sound so dumb if you guys know this. Do missiles, like, blow planes up like that? <laughs> Where it just, like, explodes like that? I think if it exploded in the air, the plane, the, the parts of it would be scattered. Where that, where it was controlled area where that plane hit. Um, if I'm a terrorist, my job is I'm on a death mission. I'm going out to kill people. So if we go by the story they tell you where the passengers are taking over the airplane, you know they're going to get in and they're going to take over that airplane. You are coming across, not great, it's not a Washington, D.C. area, but you're still coming across populated area. If I'm going to lose control of that plane and I want to kill people, I'm going to put that plane down in a residential neighborhood and I'm going to take out as many houses as I possibly can. This was put down in a strip mine where there was nobody. And it was just a hole. And that, that has been my problem from day one. I I have to look for the pictures. I don't know if Daly, if I get them to Daly, maybe he can get them to you, of the, the field where it happened. There was nothing. It was a hole. So that's the first big deviation from the regular narrative, right? Is the people showing up saying, and this ain't a plane crash like we've seen them. This is just a big hole in a farm in the middle of nowhere, world's worst terrorist attack. Kind of like you're saying, you, you would have a like a B plan, right? Like a B city, anything. But instead they went middle of nowhere. And then what's the next thing that when we see in the news, people in your area go, ah, not so much. Because you got just a hole instead of a plane crash. Where's the next kind of part of the story where you where you have a deviation? Oh, I kind of have a question based on something you said earlier. You said that you were providing for them while they were digging. Just digging yeah. the, what, just digging up all the debris or something? So they had uh, a group of guys who came in. They were the, they were like the guys who were in, um, oh shit, the bombing in Oklahoma. Uh -huh. They were guys who sent in to find bodies and that type of shit. And I talked to some of them, um, and I asked them, you know, what do you guys find about it? Because we weren't allowed at the, we were on a hillside above the crash sites. So we were looking down in. Um, and they said the biggest body part they had found at that point was like the tip of a finger. Mm. And they found another finger that had a wedding ring on it. Um, again, that's... And then they found the passports for all the terrorists. <laughs> Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, that's crazy, uh, though. So, so, so for you, that kind of makes sense that it was just blown up from like a one of our types of missiles that do that type of thing. It, it doesn't fit a normal flight crash. The other thing is, you said you know they're going towards just a bad area to be a terrorist in for sure. Why do you think that is? How do you think they went from, you know, we're going to... Because was the original target the White House, or am I just imagining that? Yeah. They think, I mean, how the hell do they know? Yeah, that's <laughs> another thing, like the right? the pulled them on the phone and said, hey, we're going to the White House next. They were estimating either the Capitol building or the White House. Okay. It was heading to Washington somewhere. That's the direction of travel it was going. Okay. And from your perspective, how does it end up... You know, like you're saying, not even towards a B city, not even towards a residential area, but 
in the middle of nowhere. In my opinion? Yeah. We shot down. <laughs> we we knew where they they have maps, they know the area. Mm-hmm. They estimated what what is gonna be the least amount of victims. They weren't going to let it get anywhere close to D.C. No way, right? Not at that point. Not after they saw everything that had happened on live TV. Yeah. Oh. And they're coming over an area that, you know, it's mostly farms and fields and shit like that. Let's take it down there. Well, I understand that in the early 2000s, it's not like today where, you know, things are very accessible online. And, you know, if something suspicious happens, it's pretty easy to get at least some eyes on it. But... You know, 2001, a little bit different. We're not fucking have the internet in our pockets all the time. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, did you see anything where that makes you go, oh, yeah, this is suppression of information from, you know, locals here? Is there something that you could experience? Because, I mean, in order to, to get away with some shit like that, there has to be something sneaky. And like you said, you know, you're saying news is scripted. Is there anything that you see on there that you're going, yeah, that's not what people here are saying. That's just downright you know, deceptive or a lie or misinformation? Kind of what's the next point besides, uh, like, the actual crash site itself that makes you go, oh, this is the second point of suspicion for me? So anybody that you talk to, not really from there, but, like, on TV, they're all going to say the same thing. They were told what to say, and they were told what they saw. By who? By the reporters or by a third party? The FBI. The FBI. The FBI was the first one there. They were there. They were there before the fire department got there. Really? Yep. That's wild. Just the FBI, or are we talking other three letter agencies? FBI was the first one there, so every other alphabet agency, I'm sure, followed in with that. And they're there with a fucking, hey, here's what y'all are going to be saying, day one? Pretty much. Do you think stuff like that still happens where, where, you know, there's an incident and then, you know, three-letter agencies show up and say, here's the agenda for it? Or do you think this was, you know, a a giant thing that they had to cover up quick? Yeah, like these fucking mass shootings where they're killing all kinds of people and all the stories are the same, yeah. What was that? That's that fucking conspiracy guy. GT, I'm not much of a conspiracy guy, as as you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, not uh, not driven that way, but um, you know, hearing hearing folks firsthand account of or, or secondhand accounts, I guess, of, of folks who were there and. I've heard conflicting stories on when the FBI showed up. I, I remember hearing an account from a guy who said that they were um, up there and they just started picking up like small bits of debris type thing. I mean, just kind of, you know, the the little, little stuff around the scene that they had. And uh, a black car showed up with a guy in a suit um, and, and an FBI badge out who, who immediately uh, started securing the scene, said put it down. And I mean, whether whether the FBI was there you know, first or waiting for the plane to crash or uh, immediately after for, for our little tiny neck of the woods to have a federal agent there within 
I mean, even half an hour is is the one piece of compelling information to me that just seems very, very bizarre, um, let alone, you know, the 5, 10, 15 minutes before, uh, after after the, the plane went down. Uh, that's that's the one piece of information I, I cannot um, marry into the story that we're continue to be given. We continue to be given by the news. Sure. I mean, if the feds beat the first responders there, that is just a, a wild piece of information that should turn everything upside down, right? Again, even if even if they 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 got there the same time as first responders to me, that's that's so bizarre. Well, yeah. I mean, what, what's how far away from are y'all from like a, a, a like a incorporated city out there where like a field office would be? There, there, there was an FBI office on so there was one in Johnstown. Really? Yeah. Uh, there's a downtown Johnstown, um, but it was a couple agents. There was nothing spectacular. From, from downtown Johnstown to Shanksville. Back then, when the roads weren't as developed as they are today. 35, 40 minutes. So, so, so they still ain't going to be. You're talking half an hour from downtown Johnstown. JT to to the the crash site uh, drive time. Yeah, so I mean, even tying first responders would still make your eyebrows raise. Not to mention that where it was located. I mean, how would they know when yeah. they they could they had no idea how to get in there? We had guys coming in units that didn't know how to get into it. It, it was a strip mine, JT. This wasn't you know like today you drive past it and you're like oh wow national monument, but like then it was. It was it was a strip mine. It was a gravel road. It's, it's it was not. There was one road into the back of it, and it was an old, like an old logging road, so it wasn't even a drivable, generally drivable road. Cool. Yeah. So a lot of things kind of pile up against the the uh, the official narrative from y'all's perspective so far. Not just the response time, but the the way that the scene looked. And then I, I kind of want to hear more about you guys are talking about the scripting. That's the stuff that's fascinating to me when you say everyone that that spoke with the news either had like bullet points or a script or a certain kind of uh, point they had to make. And I, I think especially during during that time, uh, have you guys ever seen that documentary Spin? I, I haven't. It's a documentary that's uh, it, it just shows the satellite footage of newscasters back when the satellite would roll the whole time and newscasters didn't know they were on footage. And they're doing exactly that. They're giving each other scripts. They're giving each other talking points. It's like it was it was released in like 98. It's one of the best, just most slam dunk on TV journalism you'll ever see because it's just red handed Larry King, like looking politicians in the eye saying like, do you want me to make up a lie for you? Do you want me to make up a lie? Like it's the it's just the absolute best. So I have no questions that, you know, reporters or even certain reporters or certain people that own news stations, whatever it is, you know, they do approve at least some point of scripts or bullet points or something. So that really gets my attention. Uh, which one of y'all said that? The That everyone that spoke with the news had like a pre-approved thing to say? Me, Tyler. Tyler? Could you tell me a little bit about that? Could you tell me like how you know that? Like, so is it someone that you talked to, or is it someone that you saw say something, and then you talked to him, and they said, "Oh yeah, so and so told me to say that," or is it just kind of a, a thing that you get from watching that, and you're going, "I don't think anyone would say that." Yeah, just watch like anything on the news, like pretty much any documentary done on it. Anybody that 
opens up to talk about it to however many thousands or millions to go on TV and talk about it, they're all going to follow the same line. So how does 40 different people, family members, all follow the same line? Mm -hmm. So, JC, also, along this point, one of the one of the other weird things that um, I've, I've heard from folks who know the area, know, know people there. Uh, obviously, I, I don't have any firsthand account of it myself, but but I've heard um, people uh, finding debris many, many yards, if not miles, Tom's not saying counties away from, from the scene. And, and so um, there, there are... Uh, accounts uh, again. I, I didn't witness it, but there are accounts of, of folks finding stuff uh, allegedly from this accident. Um, there, the, the news that that farmer um, who uh, who was referenced earlier, uh, seeing two planes in the sky, uh, uh, heard that uh, he found debris in his yard from another guy who we were talking to, and, and so. You know, when you have that much debris out there, when you have that much, um, that, that, that many people, um, you know, I think Tyler's uh, uh, assertion that, that people were fed what, what they saw uh, becomes more plausible uh, as, as folks were going out and kind of cleaning up the debris site and then reminding people, hey, this is what happened. This is what you saw. This is why there's debris here in your yard and why it's not closer to the site. So I, I don't know if you guys have accounts of, of debris clo- uh, further than just the United or I, I don't know if debris In the local newspaper, there was an article. It was probably a week or two after the crash happened where there was a personal check found from somebody who was on board the airplane, and it was found out in Maryland. Um, so I, I want to say it's towards Cumberland, I think. So I mean, that's a pretty good distance for a piece of paper to fly. Um, but I know like that article was in the, the Tribune Democrats in Johnstown. Uh, there was pieces of paper and check found in Bedford County, which is the next county down. I mean, I was young when it happened, but I remember for a good bit after it happening, like it, every now and then, like papers are being like on the news or something that they found like pieces of metal like a couple towns over a couple seconds good distance away and crash like so i mean in like my circle of friends right uh I'm pretty open with the idea that, like, yeah, dude, fucking Saudi Arabia paid to do that to us, or any other account where it's like, you know, there was some level of nefariousness outside of just 19 very lucky jihadists, right? You have to, you have to be really lucky to to mantle that type of attack against like the fucking greatest war nation of all time. So to me, I'm like, yeah, I'm open to anything suspicious. But I, I kind of understand now that that's not necessarily the norm, right? That a lot of people go, eh, fuck that suspicious shit. In your area, it seems like a lot of people are kind of open to the idea that, you know, there's, you know, suspicious shit we don't know about, even if it's just, yeah, we had to shoot one plane down. Is that true? Is that is that a fair statement that, you know, people in your area are more willing to be like, yeah, dude, official story is kind of wonky. 
Yeah, I agree. I I think most people who I, I uh, when this came up last week, of course, all of us kind of talking about the events of the day um, and you know uh, what that meant to to all of us, and you know, especially folks who who were in EMS at the time or fire at the time. Um, I I think I was the only person who still thought the passenger or the, the terrorist put that down in a field uh, and wasn't shot down. Um, of all the people who are here discussing it, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was the only one who who bit at the uh, the narrative um, <laughs> that we've been we've been told. So uh, yeah, I, I would say the majority of the people in this area are at least open to the idea that it was shot down and wasn't uh, wasn't put down by by. <coughs> Uh, the jihad. Now, having said that, it, it doesn't take away from the um, uh, alleged heroism of the, the folks who were on 93. You know, if they, they knew they were going to die and they, they started fighting back, that doesn't mean that they lost or that they, they didn't accomplish what they set out to do. It just meant that, you know, at the time, a really hard decision was made and, and somebody uh, decided to, to pull the trigger to make sure to, uh, to minimize loss of life. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. How many of, have you seen the documentaries of New York? Have you seen the one that two French guys did? Yeah, following the firefighters in. Okay, so I showed that to Daily last week. Now, if you remember through that video, blocks away from the World Trade Center, there was a big chunk of the engine that they found on the street. Oh, I don't remember uh, it offhand. Plane. I'd have to pull it up, but I'm listening. Okay. So there, there's a plane going just as fast, goes through a building, and blocks away, they find this big-ass chunk of an engine, and you know it's an engine. You can tell it's an engine. Yeah. But again, when you look at this flight, when you look at the crash scene up here, you can't even tell it was an airplane. It makes no damn sense at all. And the other thing I thought about, and I, I've thought about for years, if, if I take a plane and I fly it straight into the ground and it explodes, now there's going to be paper, there's going to be a smoke cloud, shit's going to go up in the air, but a lot of that paper is going to be just incinerated from the flames. Mm -hmm. If I shoot a plane down while it's in the sky, that debris field is just going to fly through the air. That explains why it's found in Maryland and Bedford County and all over the place. As opposed to the the plane that we saw, you know, in real time hit a building and then get scattered in a you know a block a few block radius. Right. Yeah. So you can you can kind of see the difference, and even like y'all were saying earlier, like this isn't the first plane crash in our area. This is the biggest one. Just has the smallest crash size. Right. When a when a sorry to keep digging in on the plane crash thing. I'm just curious when a, when a plane goes down, firefighters respond. Do feds typically come out, or was this, you know, okay, this is a fucking terrorist attack, of course feds are going to show up? Uh, they normally have, like, the FDA, not the FDA, FFA, FFA guys, they normally show up. You'll have FBI agents show up, um, because it is, it's, it's a federal thing, mm -hmm. but not the amount that showed up. Mm -hmm. And they're not going around telling everyone exactly what happened? Yeah. I know for a fact um, we shut down Cameron County Airport that day and there was plane traffic coming in all day long 
They had snipers up on the roof, and they were bringing in people from all over the country. Um, there was a lot of agents that came into this area. JT, for reference, Cambria County Airport is not a large airport. They do have a tower. Uh, I think the tower is active 24-7. But it, it's not a huge Air Force One comes in all the time. Yeah, but how many how many commuter plans? How many seven fifty sevens do you get yeah, there ever? Like, it's not a commercial hub. No, yeah, it's not a regular. Folks go in and out every day, type thing. It's a it's a it's a small, it, it's significant runway. You can land whatever, but you typically don't see a lot of traffic there. It's an airport built on the top of the mountain that gets fogged in every morning and every night. So <laughs> exactly, doesn't seem like a great design plan. No, but uh, fantastic for the congressman who who okayed it. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, but is there anything that you do wish that people knew about, you know, 93 in Shanksville? Is there something that you're like, yeah, people just don't know this, and it's weird to me that they don't know this. Is there anything that you're like, yeah, this is the piece of information that when I talk to people, I'm either blown away they don't know it, or I want to tell them so badly, or... What's kind of the key thing that you feel is different for y'all? Well, a dickhead reporter from USA Today came to Shanksville, and long story short, he said the town was nothing but a piece of shit. Sounds it's a like very USA small town. Today. Yeah. Um, he interviewed a couple of the guys from Shanksville that was there, and he made his own story about it. So, like, he wasted their time. And he just made his own story about the town of Shanksville. It's a very small town. Like, they have a school and a very small convenience store. That's it. One main road through it, a couple of high streets, that's it. So, the people there are very close to each other. But, like, don't talk shit on town. But he'd never been there before. What was Everybody the story he made up about it? What's that? What you said he just made up a story about Shanksville? What, what was the story he made up? That said that it was a dog shit town? I didn't read it, but apparently they said it. I just heard about it whenever we were at the hall on 9 11. Mm. I rub in Shanksville and we do a this thing every year on 9 11. The families come out and stuff like that. A bunch of random people. And a bunch of the guys were talking about it. But like everybody, I, I mean, I'm from the area, so I don't really know what everybody thinks of. But like everybody in Shanksville comes together and like all the politics go out the window front out for 9-11. And everybody gets along with each other. <laughs> Sounds like a fun day for a bad reason. Pretty much. Yeah, it's like having a cookout after a funeral. Essentially, yeah. Uh, damn. Well, right on, y'all. I thank you guys so much for telling me all this shit. You guys took days out of your important jobs. I'm a telemarketer. I can take time off anytime. What I do is very unimportant. So thank you guys. I hope, you know, you guys didn't ignore any calls to tell me about this. Are you one of annoying bastards call me about my car's extended warranty? Yeah, I was actually meaning to get to that at the end of this conversation. It is about to expire. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I've actually, Tyler, Tyler, your extended warranty? Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, actually. It is about to expire. I feel like I'm the last person on earth that cares about people's extended warranties. I have to do this whole ruse on a podcast, get people on the line, just so I can finally say, yeah. And for $19.99 a month, we can approve that new extended warranty. But they never tell me which car it is. They won't answer. Any of them, buddy. Any, any of them, trust me. You are a telemarketer. It can be a it can be a bicycle for all we care. I